We got word from the hospital yesterday that his mother was probably dying. So he and Elizabeth caught a plane in a hurry and uh, took off. I haven't heard from him. He said he called today, but I don't know. And not much to be said about that, but knowing that a lot of you have been through similar things lately and it's not easy. So Elizabeth, Elizabeth will probably be back before Ezra, maybe by Monday or Tuesday, I don't know. And uh, he'll come back when he can. So we'll, I'm sure, manage here. So I appreciate your help. I'm not used to handling the little things about the center, so if there's anything missing or if you see anything that needs to be done, let me know or let somebody know. I'm kind of helpless. <laughs> oh. So it's not going to be a day of a real Dharma talk, but we'll try to do something. Joni, what was it you suggested? I've forgotten already. There's something about fix, fixing. The... Fixing, practice of fixing. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing that's true, it's that a practice is not about fixing ourselves. And there's... There are very few people that really understand that. I mean, in other words, if I see I'm unkind, it's not about making tremendous efforts to be kind, or if I'm thoughtless, or I don't, oh, I've got to be a thoughtful person. Those things will take care of themselves. I'm not saying that they're not desirable, but they will take care of themselves. If we begin to sense what really needs to be done in practice is not what you think needs to be done, at least not most of you. And one problem with teaching is that teaching is not about telling the student to be a certain way. That's poor teaching if it happens. I'm not but sometimes things will be said that are construed as meaning you do it this way, don't do it that way. So let's take what is, whether you know it or not, the basic problem that we all face in our practice. The fact is that for some reason, we have a certain thought about something. It may be harmless, but it might be what you call a fixing thought of some sort. I don't like the way she is, or I don't like the way I am. Uh, it should be different. I should fix that. Now, the minute we have a fixing thought, there is an emotion that forms. For instance, if I feel that you shouldn't be like that. There's, at the very least, a little irritation, tension.
the body tightens, maybe not markedly, but a little bit. Now, this is what practice is all about. That has to be broken. We have to break the connection between how we see ourselves or how we see others, that thought. See, if it has no, if it's just a nothing thought, such as I need to get a new pair of sneakers. Don't call them sneakers anymore, do we? Well, anyway, um, that's a harmless thought. We just, at some point, get in the car and go and get our shoes. And uh, that's harmless. Now, most of our thoughts, until we've had lots and lots of experience, <clears throat> have a tinge of something that is not harmless, which is a feeling that things should be different. I should be different. You should be different. Life should be different. Well, life, we're really after that one. Why should I have all these troubles? Why? It's just not fair. It's just not fair. I have right now not just one trouble in my life. I have two. I have three. Maybe three and a half. It's not fair. Poor me. See, there we've set something off. We have a thought about life. And our feeling is, it should be different. Okay. And connected with that thought, if we're an experienced sitter, we very, after a few months of sitting, we begin to know that our body's tightening up. And there you have the problem. There's your problem. We quickly connect the events our life with an emotion, probably conditioned emotion, and particularly an emotion that we think affects our safety, our worthiness, something like that. And there, boom, there we go. Now at that point, you've got a problem. You've let your thoughts about life, which you just thought, immediately invade your whole being and take it over. Then we're caught. Do you have any, are you yourself a poor me person? Do you have any friends that are? We all have friends that are. Is that bad? No, it's not bad, but it's harmful harmful to them. They haven't learned to break that. The connection between something that life does or that people, people are life too, you know. Something people do, something I do. We haven't learned to break that connection that we've made thousands of times into, oh, 
It shouldn't be that way. It's a thoughtful. I shouldn't have to suffer some. Then you've got, you didn't have it before, but now you've got the real problem of practice. The ability to live a life, which is what you really want, of being free, loving, knowing how to take care of problems. Now you're at the mercy of what? Of your own doing. I think one of the most interesting is people that begin relationships and I haven't heard it from them before, but in a few weeks, what comes in? But he doesn't meet my needs. Why get in a relationship if you're with somebody that doesn't want to meet your needs? I thought, well, I don't think anybody always wants to meet somebody else's needs. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It's not our job anyway. But let's go back again. First, we have something happens and if it falls into any number of categories we figure there's something wrong with it and it reflects right into our very being of our emotions once we let that connection be formed we're in trouble all possibility but free life is, at the moment at least, going with the wind. Now, I'm not saying that when we begin to practice, we won't do that. We will. But very soon, and often with the help of your teacher, it becomes less automatic. You see, oh yeah, whenever that happens, I begin to... You begin to talk to yourself is what happens. They should be different. I should be different. Life should be different. One of them. And all the time, if you're the person doing that, there's something wrong. How could life be like this? How could people be like this? See, nothing has really happened. Not really. They've done what they've done. Maybe your tired wife, your tired husband is cross. And immediately, well, I'm tired too. I was up all night with the baby. They don't seem to care about my feelings. As a matter of fact, you don't care about their feelings. Once we're into that lovely game, trouble starts. There's no way for there not to be trouble. Both people believe something that isn't true. The practice isn't difficult. But it takes intelligence and determination. 
and nobody, particularly at the beginning of the practice, catches all this stuff. We catch maybe 10%. But as time goes on, 10%, 20%, it, it creeps up, but with always with lots of misses. It's like you're trying to throw three throws, and uh, you know, some of them go in, some of them don't. But an intelligent Zen student who knows exactly what the problem is begins to work on it. Usually we don't at first manage to avoid the really big, what we think are the big difficulties. We just go down the tubes for a little while. But we may begin to take care of some of the smaller ones. And if we take care of the smaller ones, we can take care of the bigger ones. If we take care of some some bigger, see so it gets and your strength as a person grows. That's why I always say to people that the difficulties in your life are just that's where you bow down. That's your teacher. That's wonderful that that's happening. If it happens to be, do I like it? No. I didn't say that. This is not nuclear physics. It's not that hard. But it has to be clear. So to gloss over this with fixing type activities, well, that's awful, but I'll just be more patient. If you've glossed over what you're really doing, that just makes things worse. So let's go over once again what this is. I don't want to talk so much it gets kind of buried something bothers us, or something makes us afraid, something repulses us, perhaps. There's, now, the thing is the mind has that, it's got that thought. The thought itself is nothing, it's just a thought. But that thought if you linger with it, even 10 seconds, the body's tightening. Because it thinks you're in trouble. Nature says, oh, that lion's going to catch him. There's no lion. It's just a thought. And we allow ourselves to be caught. Now, all we have to do is to feel that caughtness. I didn't say think about it. Feel it. Is that pleasant? No. Is it unpleasant for very long? No. When you do that, your true self begins to work. Begins to take that seemingly congealed mass, sort of leavens it. Something like, what is it you put in bread? 
to make it, you know, begins to happen. And finally, this trouble that you think you have, uh oh, it just gives way. Now, every time you work through one of your pseudo problems like that, you get stronger, better able to face your life, better able to face it without so much going on. It's quick. It's not easy. See, it's easier to say, oh, I feel so bad. Oh, I just feel so bad. Well, what would comfort me? See, if your husband or your wife is going to comfort you or your partner, well, I've got to find something, don't I? And we begin to look for something that will comfort us. It may be a substance such as 